Hello, my friends. Welcome to the first, the inaugural Unum Yoga class, live class. I'm very excited to be back in this uh, opportunity again to to yoga dance with you guys. And uh, those of you who have uh, taken my class before, and um, you know, you know, I've been sort of MIA for a couple years. Um, I have been doing some profound work, profound research, profound growth in this practice. So um, now I am ready to emerge again and share with you and move with you and breathe with you and enjoy with you and to really be in this, uh, this blissful practice because that's really what we're talking about here. Uh, yoga in its truest sense is the, the science and art of bliss, of blissing. And it's the ultimate discipline, as I like to call it. <laughs> and so <clears throat> to, to those of you who are new to this practice, I want you to understand that this is, this is not about flexibility. This is not about poses. This is not about touching our toes. This is not about any of that stuff. <clears throat> we can take a nice deep breath and let all of that go. And if you haven't already, join me in a, in a comfortable seated position on the ground, uh, maybe about the front of your mat, middle of your mat, something like that. Um, and just know that... This is a no-pressure zone in, in every sense. When I say pressure, the kind of pressure we impose on ourselves by having certain goals, not that goals are bad, but they can really work against us in, in, the, in the yogic sense when we have this goal of getting more flexible or, or even just being able to, quote-unquote, do that posture better. Um, <clears throat> those kinds of mindsets really block us in this practice. So there's always a transition period um, I like that transition period to become shorter and shorter from our, our go, go, go life that just is in a go mode all the time to a stop mode. We're stopping, we're arresting all forward motion so that we can ah, drop into the depth of this moment. The way I think of it is kind of like in our constant forward momentum. We're always trying to get there, get there, get there, literally physically from point A to point B, but also get there in terms of get more money, get more success, get, get you know, more freedom, get, 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 right? And that getting is a mindset that comes into a lot of people's yoga practice uh, where, okay, now we're going to get flexible and we're going to get, even I'm going to get unstressed. I'm going to get relaxed. All of the versions of getting, even if they sound good, might actually be working against you. Because again, you're, what's happening in this moment is you're telling yourself, you're giving your body the message, I'm not there yet. That message is one that, in a, even if the, in the most subtle way, is creating a fight or flight response. Not necessarily like if you came face to face with a life or death, death situation, but it's a fight or flight response in terms of an anxiety response, a stress response, a tension response, meaning a tension in the body. The, the body responds to the get there with a kind of clenching. And so we have to really be mindful of that throughout the practice. That's one of the main things I'm going to ask you to do with me is constantly manage yourself in the sense of what 
am I really trying to do right now? Am I, am I pushing myself? Ask yourself again and again. Am I pushing myself? Am I forcing myself? Am I trying to get there? Whatever that there may be. <clears throat> so keeping that in mind, the no pressure zone, even the breath, no pressure, no pressure to breathe a certain way or to inhale for this many seconds and exhale for that many. Just if you're breathing, <laughs> if you're feeling your breath, you're doing more than most people on the planet right now. So take the pressure off with the breath. You don't have to master any techniques or practice. Just let all that go. All I'm going to ask you to do right now is just comfortable seated position, cross-legged. If that, if that works well, some of you might be really open in the hips and bendy in the legs. You can do the Lotus if you like, half Lotus, any of that. If it's not super comfortable to sit cross-legged, just consider getting a block or a pillow to just prop up the seat a couple inches can make a big difference for the ease of your knees and hips, etc. Um, if none of those feel good, consider just letting your legs be out in front of you or even sitting with your knees forward on your heels. So when I say comfortable sitting position, you know that there's a wide variety here. But I just want you to be able to sit comfortably so that we can, again, stop and drop before we roll before we flow together. So there's some moments here where I want you to close your eyes and just <sighs> take a nice deep breath with me. And really on the exhale, <sighs> let out a nice easy sigh. That sigh speaks volumes to the body. It says to your cells, to your tissues, to your nerves, <sighs> I'm arriving. There's nowhere to get to. Good. When you inhale, it's just, it's like, imagine getting out of the way. Like the breath wants to come in and you're just getting out of the way and let it flood you. And just as freely and just as easily, let it go. The breath is highly symbolic of the, the, the deeper sense of the present moment where we are always opening to the new and always letting go of the old. So there's a, a, it's a getting in sync with the, the evolutionary and continual rebirthing. The letting go is the dying and rebirthing into the current moment, the now. <sighs> Good. So if you're just allowing those deep breaths to come in through your nose, through your mouth, whatever feels more natural. <sighs> and exhale through the nose, through the mouth and just... If you're, if you're feeling comfortable to do so, <sighs> letting out sound is so welcome here. Let my sounds help to trigger the memory for you to let your sounds release, which is a very, very healing thing and very, very affirming thing for your body and for yourself, for your voice. So now that we've been dropping in for a while, we're just going to st start to kind of dance around here and sort of explore what's going on. Now, because of our, our seated position, um, and it's going to be different for each of us if we're in different leg formations, but generally speaking, if we're in a cross-legged position, for example, when you start to let your hands come and meet the floor in front of you, just that little tip, hardly moved, you're going to start to feel things start to happen. Now, one of the main practices here in Unum Yoga is to always remember that less is more. And by that, I mean, we're so usually so inclined to just kind of slam into our edge. I want you to feel the whispers of the stretch that starts to enter into the tissues. Really be cognizant of where they are, where you're feeling it. And then just 
The breath is like the, the nonverbal affirmation that just simply says yes to whatever you're feeling. So it's a very simple process. The posture reveals and the breath heals. So we're just meeting a nice gentle stretch, breathing, letting sounds flow. And then if you feel that green light sensation, I call it, meaning your body is saying come further, then you can just ease in a little bit further. And if that feels good, a little further, and so forth and so on. So if you end up that you're just right there with your hands on the floor and you don't get that green light, don't feel like you're not getting there. You're there. Just meet your body right where your body's at. Don't judge your body as tight or inflexible or anything like that. Just meet your body right where you're at and wherever you are. You could be all the way from the hands. Some of you might be all the way down on your forehead there or your elbows or somewhere in between. And just let those deep, luxurious breaths flow in and out for a few moments here. And then we're just going to just explore into the sides a little bit. So I'm going to move to my right. But since you're kind of looking at me, I want to, I want to, you know, uh, be your sort of your mirror image. So when I'm moving to my right, I'm going to say left, just so you know. So go swing on over to above that left leg. You may need to retreat back to the hands to do that. You may be able to stay on the elbows, even chin to knee, whatever feels good. And what we've just done with that simple motion, which hopefully you've done with awareness, you can feel how the vocal areas of the, of the posture shift and morph. So if you're over your left leg, you're going to feel the right side, the right hip. Things over there start to light up a little bit more. Really be honest with yourself. Is it wincy? Is it, is it, is it intense? Is it unpleasant? There's no sense in enduring the unpleasant. Just back away. <sighs> Good. And that, that, edge will shift. It'll change. Sometimes you'll feel like, oh yeah, and just drop right in all of a sudden like you didn't even think about it and the door just opened. And other times you'll get that, that message that's sort of, okay, ease off, back off. And let it change. It can change. It's always a resetting to the now, the new now, every moment, every breath. The yoga consciousness is not holding on. It's not trying to get there, but it's also not trying to hold on to anything either. It's, it's just continually updating to the present. <sighs> and that's the beauty of the breath, because you can only breathe now. You can't breathe a minute from now now. <laughs> you have to breathe now. A minute from now, it'll be now. So in other words, breath is always now. Let's go ahead and just swing gently on over towards that right side, but feel the journey. You're not, again, you're not trying to get to the other side. You're just feeling every movement is its own reward. I'm going to hover over that right leg for a moment, and let's be silent and just feel the sensations speaking in your tissues and breathe to affirm. Hmm. Good. Good. You'll notice that nothing ever stays the same. Sometimes we can go into a stretch and we react to it like, 
oh, I'm tense. It's going to be tense forever. <laughs> and and when, you, when you just stop and just don't push against, don't react, just watch, you'll see, wow, it changes fast. Things start to open. When you are present with your body, that is to say honoring your body, not superimposing or imposing upon your body, but you are just really in a dialogue with your sensations and your tissues in that sense. Your body knows it, believe me, and, and it'll start to release and relax and melt very quickly. So we're going to come back to the middle consciously as always, slowly come back up. We're doing a very basic and gentle flow today as I start to warm up here. I'm going to shed a layer. <clears throat> Good. So now we're back to that center. We've just done a lot for the hips actually already. And then we want to just bring our attention more in the focal uh, area of the upper body, chest, arms area. And whenever you think of your arms, I want you to think of your arms not as attached at the shoulders, but as growing out from that infinite center in your heart, that 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 uh, point that isn't a point, <laughs> the point in you that is a source, that is an origin. That's your heart. Your heart of hearts is the source of your arms. And I want you, with that spirit, with that visual in mind, let your arms pour forth like just two weightless rays of light out first towards the floor in front of you to get the feeling of an abundant reach. And then maintaining that fullness of reach from the heart through the arms, you're going to start to sweep in a motion from down at the floor to forward to upward. Something magical happens in the upward position. I want you to maybe even close your eyes to help you tune into it a little bit more. When you're reaching straight up, you know it. There's a, there's a distinct feeling of straight up reach because something lines up between the heavens and the earth, so to speak, the center of the earth, right up through your spine, right up through your arms and up to the center of the universe, if you want to call it that, uh, you know, the, the, the being in between the highly contrasting spaciousness of the sky above with the profound density and depth and, and power and potency of the earth below. And you're like a circuit connector here. Even the arms, I think of kind of like the prongs on a, any, any uh, appliance that you plug into a wall has those prongs. I want you to plug into the sky. Reach as though you're, you're touching that energy source and letting that current flow not just into you, but through you into the earth. Be a, be a, a plug for the earth to the sky and vice versa. And breathe. <sighs> Good. And when you start to feel those tingly sensations, perhaps, or any other kinds of sensations in your arms, don't judge them as anything like arms getting tired or anything. Just your arms are waking up. Things are lighting up. The lights are turning on. Good. And then we continue that motion that we began now by sweeping the arms backwards. Obviously, your arms won't go straight backwards, but they can brush that back edge of the range of your motion to just... Ah, oh, like a massage, caress on the arms, shoulders, and chest, and heart. The hands are going to land short distance behind us, foot, foot and a half maybe. And just relax. Before you do anything else, just relax back. This is like you chilling at the beach and just watching the waves roll in. And just relax into it. You're not yoga posing. You're just chilling. From that place... We begin to allow a reach through the belly as though you have got the sun in your belly. You're going to let it shine forth now. Just let your belly sort of curve and, and expand forward. Staying seated at first, that's going to naturally ripple up into the chest, the heart, the throat. Just gentle. Nothing feels like it's being forced or pushed. And if, it, if that motion inspires, you can even leave the seat, perhaps go to the knees, 
So this is like kind of like camel pose, except our ankles cross from the perspective of the cross-legged position. If you're in the if you're in the sort of uh, sitting on the heels version, you're going to have more of a traditional shaped camel pose. But this is a beautiful way to just imbue your body <sighs> with you, with you, with your awareness, with your breath, with your feeling. Just feel every cell of your body. This is like the moment where we just fully inhabit ourselves and feel glorious. Good, 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 good. And we're going to gently set it back down, the body tingling and buzzing with light. And then a moment that I love at this point, having been sitting cross-legged for a while, we don't want to just do this quickly. We want to let the legs slowly unpack. Like this is a precious moment right now. We're just going to let those legs slide out in front of us. And that feeling of the backs of the ankles and the calves and the backs of the knees and the hamstring areas, all that just lengthening, but savor it, really savor it. Reaching through those heels, maybe gently drawing the toes back. <sighs> Still leaning back on the hands right now, which allows us to just feel the legs without any pressure. Just flood your legs with breath and awareness. Maybe reach the toes, reach the heels, flex the legs, relax the legs, that kind of thing. And then for most of us, just going from leaning back on the hands to just maybe bringing the hands to the lap, one palm and the other, one back of the hand and the other palm, it's a very natural, easy way to go. That, just that alone is going to start to already bring in sensations into the back of the legs, a sensation of length. That sensation, we, we want to use the word stretch in a very dynamic sense because the word stretch sounds kind of monotonous and, and, and dull. Like uh, it, it's just one thing. No, it's so utterly rich with so many different kinds of flavors and, and colors and sensations. You know, let it be as rich, as many colors as there are in, in nature. That's how many colors there are of stretch. So I, I really want you to think of the word stretch in a, in a deeper sense. <clears throat> and then meet that according to the feedback you're getting in the back of the legs. Because sometimes forward folds more than other poses. The hamstrings, when you get to the backs of the legs, it can, it can very quickly become overly intense. So I like to really be careful here. Just gently sort of teasing that edge, right? Just... Pressing just enough to feel the sensation start to, to light up in the back of the legs. Meet it with that affirming breath. That breath that says, I welcome whatever is here. I'm not trying to change you. I'm not trying to get rid of you. I'm just loving on you. Good. And then we want to just invite that to grow into the back by way of maybe over time just let your back curve. I highly recommend letting go of this, this thing, trying to touch the toes. You can, of course, if you want to. But I'm saying it, that can even be a distraction. Just let your arms rest. It's not about the, where the fingers go. It's about what's happening in the back of your body right now. And when you round into it, it's amazing. You can basically feel a stretch from the soles of your feet thoroughly up to the top of your head and everything in between. So it's a really simple but super awesome pose in terms of its coverage. So I want you to just hang out here with one little simple technique 
that I stumbled across over the years. It's very, very simple concept, but it is so amazing what it opens up. And I refer to it in a number of ways. One of the ways is move about the vicinity of the pose, which simply means if this is the pose right here and we're just perfectly still, there can be a kind of rigidity to that and we might not even know it. But when we just bring in a little bit of sway, just a little tip, little tilt, little side to side, it just, it does something not just gives us more coverage and more areas that we can affect in the body, but it does something more profound. It, it softens the rigidity of our thinking and a mind in regards to these poses. They don't have to be these fixed forms, right? Which can lend itself to, again, that, that anxious tension in the body response. When you move, it's kind of like you're saying to the body, hey, look, this is not an imposition on you. I'm not imposing on you. I'm making an offering to you. Let's, now let's dialogue. Let's co-create this pose together. That's what moving about the vicinity of the pose means. It means having a dialogue with the body where the pose is the interface rather than this unilateral, damn it, body, you're going to do this pose whether you like it or not kind of approach, right? That's monologue. We're doing dialogue with the body, okay? So just enjoy... Ah, good. As long as you're managing that, that edge and enjoying and, and, and focusing on the pleasure, you're never going to be wondering when I'm going to pull you out of the pose. If you're wondering when is nothing going to take me out of the pose, that means you're doing something to yourself that doesn't feel good. So ease off. Usually it's just as simple as back off, come back to the breath, and let go of the addiction of trying to get there, always trying to get to the next thing, always trying to get to the next pose. That's what we're really practicing. Take a nice deep breath and just come back to center. <sighs> yeah, that's it. Now, another sorely missing aspect of many people's practice is the movement out of the pose or away from the pose. It's not, a, it's not an abrupt end. It's a continuation that we're practicing. And, and it's an amazing, the uniqueness of those sensations. As we back away nice and slow and come back to the support of the hands behind us, I want you to feel that journey, not just the journey of that movement, but after you've come back to the hands, there's a whole resonating after effect in the tissues. I want you to stay with it, really become aware. This, I believe, honestly, is what's missing in many, many people's yoga practices because we're so interested in the sort of superficial performance of it that we never get to discover the, the utter depth and delightfulness of the subtle. The subtle gets eclipsed by all this, you know, go, go, go and intensity and trying to get flexible. So we're, I want you to think of yourself as being privy to uh, a, a secret, a, a yogic secret that everyone's missing, which is the bliss of subtle, the bliss of subtlety, the subtle sensations and vibrations that everyone's too much in a hurry to catch. Not us. Oh, thank God. Now, as the last vibrations of that previous pose ring out in the tissues, we begin to think about going in an entirely contrasting direction. I don't like to say opposite, but contrasting. We're leaning back on our hands. The angle of the hands is one thing you want to check in with. In a traditional, what's called Purvottanasana pose, the fingers are strictly forward, right? But I like to open 
it up to be anywhere in that 180 degrees from backwards to forwards. I usually end up somewhere in between. Then we begin to start to reach those toes. This is where we might take some different paths. You can stay straight leg, or if you feel like you just want to have a more of a gentle introduction to this, this posture, you can go flat feet, bend the knees a little bit. Either is beautiful. But whichever way you go, it's the same idea from there, which is that we want to not lift the body, but levitate. Again, it's all in the mindset. You're not hauling up your weight away from the earth like a, like a dead weight. You want to float up, begin to reach the toes, be weightless, put a smile on your face. Allow that breath to flow. Oh, good. Be like a bubble rising to the top of the water. Just, that bubble is not trying to rise, right? It's just the, the, the beautiful physics of it. So we want to direct our energies in a nice balanced way through the heels and hands down into the earth. And that matches the upward floating energies of everything in between. If it feels comfortable, you can let the head relax back. Good. Now there's obviously more heat in this form. So just enjoy for the next couple of breaths. Like enjoy that heat like any other flavor, any other sensation. Good. And breathe. This is the art and science of enjoying. We can get really good at enjoyment. Imagine what, what better skill could there be at expanding your body's palate for sensations many flavors that it has to offer. Good. We're going to gently set that back down to the seat and the body buzzing and tingling. If you haven't already flattened your feet and bent your knees, do so now. And then we're going to gently remove the weight off of the hands, off of the arms, and let them sweetly wrap around the legs. Let's be silent and breathe. Just enjoy the vibrations, the sensations, the warmth, the subtle. Hmm. Our attention already begins to focus without moving a muscle. We're just moving our attention to softly coalesce in the belly. In its relaxed form, your arms are the, the support mainly here, your bones, your arms loosely kind of holding it together. The only thing we need to do is just remove the arms from the equation in terms of support. So that's just simply letting the arms float, float off the legs. Something very subtle just transferred from the arms to the belly. And I want you to feel that. <clears throat> Again, we're going to talk a lot about upgrading our ideas around words. So I, 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 just like with stretch, we want to upgrade the idea of stretch. When I say core, I don't want you to think of a solid core. I want you to think of more of a gravitational center of your body. If you want to picture it at the belly button, that's fine. But if just like the center of the planet, all things on the surface of the planet draw towards towards the center, think of your belly button as your gravitational center as you gently turn up the intensity of the gravitational pull by leaning back. So, <clears throat> you know, certain planets, because of their mass, 
they have much stronger gravitational pull. The moon has much less than the earth. Jupiter has much more than the earth. You know, so that kind of concept. So I want you to think when you're leaning back, you're becoming more like Jupiter, leaning forward more like the moon, <laughs> to, to put it that way. And so you, you de determine what you feel like right now, what planet you want to go to. If you want to go to Jupiter, go for it. And and really just let, you can even let the feet leave the ground. And once the feet have left the ground, that's, that's a whole other level of intensity. You can even keep going to straight legs. For the arms, I, so much of the yoga postures are taught with this sort of straight lines sort of approach. I'm so big on, on softening that a little bit. Let the shoulders relax, let the arms round, and just sort of hold, hold your gravitational field in your embrace here. And most of all, Breathe and enjoy. Again, if your feet are on the ground and if you've, you're going more for the moon, <laughs> that's beautiful too. There's nothing, it's not like more gravity is better. Just find your gravitational pull that works for you. Hmm. And just breathe. Hmm. Yes, you are getting stronger, whether you're on Jupiter or the moon. You're getting stronger, but the getting stronger is not the point. The point is gaining this, this connection, this conscious connection to that, that, that gathering power of your core. And that's what we're tuning into now. It's a delightful sensation. It's a feeling. That's why in the martial arts, there's such a focus on the Dantian, the center, this area, very area that we're working on right now. Because so much of the power comes from that gatheredness of being tuned in and moving from that area. So in that spirit, before we take a little break, just move around a little bit. If your feet are on the ground or your feet are off the ground, whatever, just move around a little bit because we want to be able to hold that center, but also stay fluid, channel it through the legs, through the arms. Good. It just feels really nice to have that sense about us. Let's go ahead and let the feet land if they left. Let, let, let the arms come to the legs again. When the arms take over, the musculature of the, of the core and the tummy can just relax and soften, but the sensations remain. I'll be quiet so you can listen to the sounds of your tummy. Beautiful. Remembering always the breath, conscious of your breath, enjoying your breath, drenching your body and breath as we go here in this beautiful self-massage. So moving on to the next playground. We've just been focusing on sort of engaging and gathering in the tummy. Let's go for a nice contrasting form here. We're going to cross the ankles in, in transit to the hands at the front corners of the mat and step on back. We arrive for a moment in the wonderful plank pose, just simply holding the earth at arm's length. I like to pause here for a moment. Notice the freedom of movement that I'm allowing myself by kind of like tipping the toes forward and back, the heels, reaching back, that kind of thing. Just never feel rigid. Always feel that freedom to move about 
the vicinity of the pose and get some of that energy generating. Now it's including your core. You can feel how your tummy's tight there to, to, to hold the center up, but also the chest now, the chest core is a really great feeling of strength and power. Ah, good. I think of this as um, the embodiment of the no that is a yes. By that I mean when you can say no, take up your space, and you say no to being um, uh, your sacred space being infiltrated or bothered in any way. This, the ability to say no is an affirmation to the self. I think of this posture as that's, that's sort of in the flesh. Ah, good. The no, that is love. Now, if you need to, you can always drop to the knees for that. We're, we're going to drop to the knees either way on the way to the next beautiful form. We're just basically letting our legs down first, then maybe go from our hands to the elbows. And then we arrive in a very natural pose. I absolutely love this pose, especially um, following up uh, Navasana, boat pose, that one that was getting us into our tummy uh, in the flexion sort of way. Now we're getting into the tummy in the elongation sort of way. So we're going to rest on the elbows, very natural. Again, like you're just chilling, reading a book. <sighs> Let the breath come in. Notice that when your body assumes a different form and shape, the breath can feel quite different in each one of those forms. So good rule of thumb as we enter into a new form, just start with the breath and feel the way, feel where the breath permeates where maybe it didn't in the last pose. <sighs> Good. Always free to bring in movement. Just assume that that is the case. You don't have to wait for me to, to verbally uh, remind you. Just always know that it's, it's a good time to dance around the pose. Good. One of the other um, mental practices that can really help is to just shift your perception of your body from the normal dimensions that you're that we're all used to. To just think of your body as really big. If you were say a hundred feet long from head to toe, would you would you honor the smaller sensations more? When you would you need to move as much? Or can, can smaller motions fascinate you as much as the big ones used to or more? Good. This is, this is not about doing something to our body. This is really about uh, removing the limitations of the habits of the way we think about the body. And when we change the habits of the way we think about the body, lo and behold, we encounter a new body. It was a body that was already there, but we couldn't we couldn't detect it or experience it because our thinking was blocking us from it. So that's what these little, these little thought experiments that I like to bring in, like imagine yourself being really big. That's what they serve. We're, we're actually just making these adjustments to the mind and feeling the immediate effects in our body. Good. Open up the pleasure possibilities. So now that we've been here for a while, you may not realize how much has changed. Because the tissues change in a gradual fashion as opposed to, say, like a chiropractic pop. There's more of like a slow motion adjustment. A lot's happened here. So we're going to 
just reduce that curvature for a moment and absorb it. Let one ear come to the floor or the other. I have to go to my left because my microphones are in the right. But the, uh, the arms at the side of your body, palms face up, just really easy. That uh, last pose is still happening. Good. Uh, I think of this as kind of like being responsible by honoring the effects of these poses we're doing rather than almost diminishing their importance by hurrying to the next thing. We take these moments in between to just appreciate. <sighs> Can we turn the value of one posture into what used to be a thousand postures in that hurried go, go, go space where we're trying to get more, more, more. That's quantity over quality, where we're going quality over quantity. We may do less poses. We may do less things, but we're getting more out of one pose than most people are getting out of a thousand. Think of it like that. There's a, there's a, a shift in the value system that we're using. That's yoga. Good. Now, having done that in the kind of passive way, the resting on the elbows way. This one is more of the, the heated um, sister pose, if you will. Bring the hands there to the front corners of the mat or somewhere in the vicinity under your shoulders. Elbows draw into your sides just to make it nice and tight um, and, and, and gathered here. And then when the face leaves the, the mat, already you know something's flexing. Can you feel it in the low back, mid back, upper back, neck? Where do you feel it first? Wherever you feel it first is exactly where you're supposed to. And then just gently keep going, you're, you know, until you feel, yeah, that's good. There's, there's just enough flexion there. You don't want to go to that place where you feel like you're yanking or that the muscles or spine are crimping. We just want to go right up as high as we can prior to any uncomfortable sensations. And now breathe. Where does the breath go now? <sighs> breathe right, right into the tips of your toes and let the breath drench everything along the way. Good. If you feel like adding a little more focus in the low back, you can let those feet float up, which is a really nice addition. There's flexion into the glutes, the legs, all of that, and a, and a deeper reflection in the low back, preferably not with a crimping sensation. So if you get that crimping, just ease off. Okay. And we're gonna we're gonna transition directly into the next curvature pose. These are all like forms of cobra or upward dog, upward dog being the next one. It's like taking a cobra and pressing it down, hands down on the floor, and suddenly all the flexion that was in the back now goes back to the front. So now we can feel it. Because it, if we're just lazy, right, you're collapsed like that, there's not really necessarily anything going on here. But if you just bring in a little float to the legs, there's a tightening that happens all the way through the front of the body and the legs that feels wonderful. So... There's adjustability here. You don't want to go so much curve that it hurts your back. You want to be a nice curve that feels good. You can feel the core. You can feel the back. Good, beautiful, beautiful pose. And instead of going into downward dog first this time, again, this being sort of a re-entry uh, flow that we're doing today, we're taking it super easy. We're going to drop to the knees and on our way back, savor this transition. This is just a lovely, lovely transition after all that back bending. As we sit to the heels, 
Detect and feel what's going on in your low back as it begins to curve the other direction. Instead of forward, back, as you're sitting down to the heels. Notice I have, I'm not dropping to the face to the floor yet even. Just sitting on the heels is amazing. Then as a continuation, instead of bringing face flopping onto the floor, let's go more face towards the space between your knees there. Even if you're quite a ways away, it doesn't matter. You just want to be moving in that direction. What that does is you'll notice creates a, a curvature with the assistance of the flexion of the core that really allows us to flood the backside now in a beautiful roundedness accompanied and accentuated by the breath. Oh, and it should just feel really, really good, guys. Just really love your body. Man, do we take these bodies for granted. We don't need to feel bad about that or judge ourselves for that. Everyone does it. But man, we got to stop doing that. Stop taking this amazing body for granted. Really appreciate it. It's funny how humans, when we get something for free, seemingly, how instead of appreciating it more, we tend to appreciate it less. The breath is a great example. Breath is completely free. And so how many people really appreciate their breath? until they're on the edge of losing it. Oh, we don't need to have to lose it to appreciate it. That's the good news. Oh. We don't have to lose our health to appreciate it. Good. Now let's slowly, from that place, I want you to just round up like you're stacking the spine, one upon the next, upon the next, upon the next, until we're stacked in a relaxed place. Sitting on the heels, just this for most of us is going to be full of sensation in the ankles, in the knees, and in the hips, wherever you might feel it. So just let's appreciate it for a moment with some deep breath. Beautiful. Every posture starts with a thought, right? I'll speak or demonstrate, you see, hear, and then it's already happening. The moment you even think about the pose, I want you to get good at that. I want you to think, without actually doing it, I want you to think about going back from this position, leaning back on the hands. Don't do it. You can already feel your body's response once you get sensitized to the subtle. If you're, does your body say yes? If so, give it a go. Maybe if your body says no, in fact, maybe your body says no, in fact, I want to be I want less. And you can go forward here with the help of your arms to, to um, supports that relieve some of the pressure on the knees. If you feel the craving and the green light sensation of your body to go back, go for it. Just recline a little bit onto the hands. Just even that little bit like I'm doing now can bring in a whole wonderful amount of opening for the, the quads, the front of the legs, the knees, all of that. Some I happen to be one of these people, but this is definitely not everyone, have bendy open ankles where the knees can float off the ground and you can, you can get that sensation to the front of the ankles can feel really good. Please do not feel like that's, if, if your body structurally does not allow for that, don't feel uh, insufficient. <laughs> you're, you're just not supposed to do that version of it, but you can still get the ankles uh, you know, with some of that beautiful massage sensation. Some people may be able to go back to the elbows 
or even the back. Not necessary right now. Just want to make that clear before we do uh, another iteration of what we did earlier in cross-legged. Just let the, the pelvis lead the way forward and we're in a reclined Ustrasana, a camel pose with the hand supporting. Typically, Ustrasana, we come from the top and go down to the hands to the heels. Here, we're going from the bottom up, which is a really nice approach. And uh, we want to, again, imbue it with the, that lightness of just floating uh, forward, upward, not forcing, not pushing, not yanking. Just fill your body up. Oh, good. I want every, you imagine every cell in your body is like smiling, a beaming smile on every cell of your body. Put it on your face too. <sighs> Put it on your face. That's not the right wording. It should really emerge from your heart and appear on your face. Let you, just don't block your smile is what I'm saying. Let your smile appear. Good. And now, You'll notice that a lot of the postures, this flow actually, I didn't design this uh, ahead of time. It revealed itself over the years just by the natural movements of it. So you've been noticing we've been doing contrasting poses here. Each posture, in a way, answers the previous one. So we've just been opening the front of the ankles, knees, and all that stuff. Now we're ready to try out the famous downward dog. I call it pyramid. After some years, a student recommended that name when I, when I asked, and I've been using it ever since. I love it. Pyramid pose is interchangeable with downward dog, just so you know. So in preparation for that, and it's our first one, so let's, let's really savor it and take our time. I'm going to turn around so that you can see what my feet are doing. I'm on the bottoms of the toes, and this is already opening up the feet. I think that this is something to pause at and just really enjoy and even add to by pressing back a little bit more into the feet. So just know that that's what's going on back there. <sighs> Deep breaths. When you breathe, imagine your lungs are in the soles of your feet and breathe with me. <sighs> Good. Self-reflexology as if from the inside. <sighs> Good. Now, we know what's going to happen next. The knees are going to leave the ground. There's no need to rush that process. Let's really discover what happens structurally in terms of the experience, the sensed experience of it. We don't want to just jump up to off the knees here. Take your time. There's actually a whole transition from the, the knees full weight on the ground to just the knees barely off the ground, like a millimeter. I want you to feel that distance, that millimeter of movement. I want you to feel it because so much happens in that interim. So we're, we're, we're beginning to bring those knees off the ground. My knees are already lighter than they were a moment ago. You probably can't tell from the position of my body. I want you to feel that. Knees still on the ground, but they're lighter. What's going on? Feel it in your body. Where is it? And then the knees leave the ground. And you're just watching. You're just watching this motion. Really slow motion today. And as you're I, I almost imagine like a, a strong helium, helium balloon tied to the tailbone. It's just lifting you up. If it was strong enough, you would just keep going. <laughs> funny, funny image. Um, but you're, you're letting, you're, you're thinking about that upward motion, right? And then the balloon pops. Oh, and you land. Good. Now, pyramids are as widely varied as people's bodies. So I want you to really feel yours. I'll, I'll just tell you what the traditional idea in in um, uh, like Ashtanga, the way I was trained was 
the heels on the ground, straight legs, <laughs> straight arms that are in alignment with the, the uh, torso. So there's like a one straight line from the tailbone to the hands, one straight line from the tailbone to the heels, period. And don't say anything about it. If you're doing it a different way, you're wrong. <laughs> so that is not the spirit here in Unum Yoga. We open it up to be quite free. We're going to let the heels leave the ground. We're going to let, let the knees bend. We're going to let the arms even bend. We're going to allow ourselves to float over the hands. We're going to allow ourselves to go back towards the heels. Even Look how I can go even to a full squat. I call this pounce asana. We'll, we'll pass through this a number of times in our, in our flows together. So it can go all the way. You can even think of downward dog as everything between <laughs> upward dog and pounce asana and everything in between. So it really gives that feeling of freedom. Look how much movement that we have here. And what's the point? What's the guiding light of this? It's what your body is telling you. Where do you want it to go? Where do you want to feel it? What feels good? Good. That's, that's the pose. The pose is a, a living, breathing organism. Good. It assists us in discovering the sacred geometry in our relationship of a body to the earth and our body to the sky. We're so used to thinking of ourselves in a container of our skin, but we're interwoven into everything around us. And we want our postures to, to uh, move and breathe as though they're part of that organic interconnectedness of everything, right? We don't want it to be like this thing that's all fixed and solid and reified. It's, the body's going to reject that. Even if you can get your body to submit and do it anyways, it, it doesn't matter. We don't want to. We don't want the body to submit. If anything, we want to submit to the body. Good. All right. We've been here for a little while. Let's give the arms a little break and drop back to our knees. And this time when we go into a child's pose, we're going to go more traditional style. Just let the face fall to the floor wherever it does, arms relaxed. You may feel tempted to keep the arms active. Just remember, let them flop. Everything's relaxed here. And we're gonna just gently side to side, side to side. Nice, gentle rocking sensation, almost like someone else is doing it. Or you're, you're at the ocean floor and the deep ocean currents are gently waving you back and forth, kind of like the ocean vegetation. You know the image. Ah, just be the ocean floor plant life and let the currents rock you. Good, and then come to stillness and just feel the resonant after effects. Nice and silent, deep breathing. Beautiful. I just want to point out, uh, we've just covered so much ground and we've barely gone to our feet yet. We haven't even gone into a, like a traditional standing pose. I just want to point that out because, again, it's amazing how much we can do when we're just present, when we're not in a hurry. 
And we really, I, I'm passionate, admittedly, maybe even overly passionate <laughs> about obliterating the thoughts that tell us, the belief systems that tell us we got to do more. We got we to execute more. We got to look like we're doing more. We got to impress. We've got to, you know, we're always, you know, uh, dealing with that, those thought forms that are always making us feel like not enough. That's what I'm trying to say. And we're, it, we're robbing ourselves of the profound deliciousness and depth that is available to us when we just slow down and just feel a little, just breathe. God, we're so, we've already proven that we're good at getting there. <laughs> can we now, if we want to prove something to ourselves, let's prove that we can be still and just enjoy, feel like enough. Good. Let's, let's emerge into our second downward dog. Now that you know what's up in that transition, we don't have to go quite as slow. You can go a little further, faster rather. And let the knees leave the ground and arrive on hands and, and feet again. Dance around in your pyramid pose a little. Or, or if you strike a, a particular orientation in this form that feels really delicious, just stay there. Let's take a couple of deep breaths here. Oh, very nice. In the pyramid, you know, this, the, the concept of sacred geometry and this idea of the actual literal pyramids on the planet were designed as pyramids for precisely for their ability to ground certain energies from the cosmic field. So there's also that aspect, too. I want you to always think of every, every form, every posture has its sacred geometry that helps us tap into a certain energy, a certain vibration. I'm not going to tell you what that is. You can feel it. What do you say that it is? And then we're going to slowly start to change the geometry of this one by scooching the hands and little cat pawing motions backwards in the direction of the feet and watching, witnessing what's happening sensation-wise as, as we do that motion. And you'll notice that as the weight needs to be supported by the arms less and less, more and more focus gets transferred into the legs again. So we've already done a seated forward fold. Now we're in a, a different way of meeting that's... Basically, we're in the same shape as we were seated, but it's like a whole different effect because our feet are on the floor. Now, when we're just doing nothing, feet on the ground, standing in any way, shape, or form, I want you to consider that as, as free energy, just coming from the earth, just by virtue of standing, feet, feet on the ground. So whenever we're in a standing pose, be aware of that. The earth is feeding us, and your feet are like the windows for that energy that's just pouring in, the wind of the earth, let's call it. It's coming up. And now that's meeting the similar shape of that forward fold and, and adding to it. So now we can go even deeper with this. Now, different bodies, different ways. I'm pretty used to this, so I'm kind of floppy. I can let my hands be all the way down to the ground. You may be more, you know, hands way away from the floor. That's totally fine. That's beautiful. You're right where you need to be. You may want to bend the knees a little bit. That's a one way of, of lightening the load on the backs of the legs. You may want to keep the legs straight and just bring the torso up. So here are the adjusters that we have to work with. Every posture has its adjusters. One is how far forward or back are you leaning in with your torso from that hip joint area? How straight or bent are your legs? Good. Those are the two basic and most obvious ones. A little more subtle is where's the weight transferred on the feet. This is really cool. When I stumbled on this years ago, I, I couldn't believe the difference it made. Just by shifting the weight to the heels, notice the effect in the legs. Consciously shift the weight to the front of the feet, the balls of the feet. Notice the shift in the legs. 
So in other words, a very simple principle, if you change your angle and your orientation to gravity, you're changing the depth and coverage of where the, where the openings are going in the legs. It's really cool. And just as you can go uh, forward and back, you can also even go side to side. Look how my, I'm just kind of shifting my weight to favor right leg, shift the weight to favor left leg, and just noticing how it's going. So if you combine all of that, now instead of this rigid forward fold thing, we've got quite the playground. Always breathing. Play around for a little while. Your hands can rest on the legs, the arms, uh, or rather the feet, or take opposite arms, hands to the elbows. That can feel nice. And just enjoy. If you Again, you, you always have the freedom to move, but also if you feel like being just still, that's also as beautiful. We just want it to be a fluid stillness as opposed to a stiff and rigid stillness. <sighs> Now, arms uh, dangling or opposite elbows, up to you. I'm going to let mine dangle. We're going to just slow motion find our way to standing. This can be a very colorful journey. Like my legs are like shaking right now in this transition, which shows me that I'm releasing something from my legs. Probably all the bike rides I've been doing lately. And you're just basically rounding up naturally just whatever the path of least resistance is up to a standing position oh good and something really sweet happens at the top there when everything stacks oh, beautifully nature has designed us to stand at rest and that's what we're going to feel and appreciate. And by the way, you can do this anywhere, anytime. I like to do this in the grocery line when I'm getting, uh, when I feel like I'm in a hurry and the people in front of me are taking very long and all of that. And you're tempted to get, get uh, short patience. Just remember to drop into your feet and breathe. And even if you're in a building, you're still in nature. You're still in the gravitational field. You're still under the sky. You're still breathing the air. Don't let buildings throw you off. You can be in a building and still be outside. Deep breath. Feel nature wherever you are. Remember we were talking about the hands, the arms as plugs into the sky. Feel your legs as plugs into the earth here. And just let that energy nourish you. Oh, God. So, much, so many of us are depleted. Uh, energetically, not because there's a shortage of energy, but again, because we're in that go, 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 we're unplugged. We're, we're always, we're, we're contracted in that, in that fight or flight mode. Meanwhile, if we just stop and land, oh, wow, the abundance of healing energy all around us. So I just want you to feel that. And I just want to say... <laughs> You could be in some fancy pose and executing it all amazing. It looks amazing and all that stuff and be completely oblivious to what we're feeling right now. This amazing enrichment of just standing on the earth. Just, just had to say that. <sighs> Good. Now, now that you kind of feel like your body's relaxed, you've really got that comfort, 
comfortable feeling of having landed on the earth. You're feeling the, the energy that she's giving you. We're going to just play with that energy a little bit. Very simple way. We're going to let the hands flow to the hips. And when the hands go to the hips, usually for most of us, naturally the elbows go outward. We don't want to yank them back, but just invite them gently back until you feel a nice sort of victorious opening of the heart and chest, you know, triumphant. <sighs> Good. Feel your weight drop into the heels and just ever so gently offer the pelvis forward. You're not pushing with the hands. You're just gently assisting. I actually have my, my thumbs pressing right at the top of the sacrum where the lowest lumbar meets the sacrum. That's just something that I stumbled on and it feels nice. But you can do whatever, however you'd like to have your hands. But basically what's happening here is that we're offering the pelvis forward, keeping the legs engaged and flexed just to, just to avoid collapsing at the knees because then the, the, the energy leaves at the knees. But when you engage those legs, the energy travels up to where we want it to go this time, which it starts right from that root chakra. It's just like, like bing, bing, bing. It lights up all the chakras as we start to gently curve into this one and, and turn our gaze upward. Oh, what, a, what an amazing, of, of postures that access kundalini energy, this is one of those ones. It's just so simple, Whew, but it really starts to open it up right there at the root. And we want that energy to travel up. We don't want to feel like we're like going to break here. We just want to open up enough to feel that current. I'm not leaning back that far right now, but I'm feeling a ton of energy and it feels really doable. Slightly. You want just a little bit, a little bit, of, a little bit of that overwhelmed feeling, but not the kind that makes you start to tense or, or um, hold your breath. Just a little bit of overwhelm is good. <sighs> Dilate the, the body's ability to hold and harness more vitality, more energy, more kundalini, more of that earth energy, that heat. You may find your body can tremor. Sometimes mine does. It'll just start to rumble you know, unexpectedly. And I let that happen. That's a good sign. Good. And even though it seems like a short distance to go, we want to really take it nice and slow and feel that journey back to a neutral stance where the hands slide off the hips into our sides again. Posture still going. I'll be quiet. Feel the vibrations. Awesome. Hmm. Good. That feels really good. Now, the next contrasting form. So that's like a very open. We have the forward fold, right? Opening the backside. Do the standing back bend. Get that kundalini flowing. Opening up the front side. Now, let's all ground it now. We let the knees bend. And that's basically it. We're just letting the knees bend, but it's actually amazing how many different ways you can do that. So, like, for example, if I can bend my knees kind of more, do a leaning forward motion, or I can bend my knees and do more of a 
leaning back motion. I can get more of the lengthening in the ankles or less in the ankles. You know, you want to find your direction down, whatever it is, it's quite open. So I want you to find the most natural one, like the, again, path of least resistance, where you feel the most natural sitting down. I would avoid, you know, too much of this leaning forward kind of thing and curving the back because it's just, it's taking a lot of energy from in that low back. It's better to have that low back as relaxed as possible so we can just kind of stand here and bounce and what? Feel that earth energy that we've been feeling on straight legs, but turned up now. Now we can feel it. And, and don't let it get trapped in your legs by, by tensing against it mentally. You know, you can be like, oh, this is, this is going to get me tired. No, let that thought go. This is going to get you energized. This is going to charge you up as long as you can think of it in that way and invite that energy to come up. You're, you're, uh, it's like uh, getting recharged here, <laughs> chi charged. <laughs> and then I want you to wrap your arms in that spirit around it. I, I learned this from a friend years ago and started integrating it into my flow. It was simply just called holding the ball. Uh, and and he's a, he was a tai chi, chi, tai chi teacher. And he, basically the idea is to just drop in like this. It's similar to the, what's called awkward pose, terrible name, but the uh, awkward pose that Bikram brought in, but it's rounded. It just crosses right into a tai chi realm here. The fingers, tips are about an inch or so apart. The elbows, shoulders, and hands are all about the same height, yet relaxed. Remember, we want to be relaxed on this bouncy energy and just breathe. Let it charge you up. <sighs> Good. Oftentimes when life it seems to be difficult, when we're having a hard time or we're going through discomfort, we immediately problematize it and demonize it when what's really happening, and I really want you to hear this because it'll change your life. Everything that's unpleasant is usually a blessing that's asking you to grow. And because we tend to privilege what we're used to, and, and we want to lean towards that kind of comfort zone, we resist it, and that adds insult to injury. When we, when we meet it with an open heart and an open mind and just really enjoy it, can this same sensation be enjoyable? Wow. Yes, it can. <laughs> Almost 100% of the time. And then we grow. We grow with it. We stop fighting that, that growth. And we started to get more super powered, supercharged. Good. And then we're slowly let those legs straighten, gently let those arms fall. The pose is not over, still going. Feel that chi, feel that life force, feel that vitality. Very nice. Now, this next motion is a dual direction elongation. When I say dual direction, we're simultaneously reaching in two directions. Start by pressing your toes into the earth. But again, your, your legs, just like we were saying, your arms originate from the heart. Let your legs originate from your heart as well. Really press down from the deepest place inside you through those toes. Just get tippy-toed, right? Nice and tall. But then the opposite direction, the, the other direction. 
upward. And yet this is the same motion. Now, what I want you to do is not think of it as two mo- different motions happening at the same time. It's the same, same energy. Unify it. So reaching down is reaching up. Reaching up is reaching down. Good. This is where we really embody that connectivity between the, 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 the seemingly opposite ends of the spectrum, sky and earth. In in nature, opposites are one. If we can understand a deeper meaning of oneness, it does not have to do away with difference or does not have to separate opposites. Good. Mind and body, heaven and earth, male and female, all these, these seeming opposites are one. Good. We're going to let the heels softly return to the earth again. The arms start to fall and surrender to the pull of the earth. Good. Once the arms fall, then the knees start to bend again. I want you to be almost feel like a, like a feather. If you've ever seen a feather just kind of gently falling to the ground, I want you to make that kind of journey into your version of a squat. Now, this is where, again, our bodies can differ. You may need to come to the hands to help you return to your position. If you're going to be a, a catcher in a baseball game, what would be your most comfortable squat? If you knew if you, you were going to have to hang here for a while and catch some pitches, how would you orient your body to have the most sustainability to do so? So that, that's widely varied. If you can be on your heels, go to the heels. If going to your heels is not an option, don't feel bad about that at all. Not, not uh, um, everybody's Legs are meant to do that. So just find your positioning that feels the best. And we're just going to hang. Just let gravity do the work. This is such an important uh, positioning for us to hang out in sometimes. And there's, it, ironically, there's no real posture that I've ever come across. So I just called it squatasana. Um, it's kind of the obvious choice. <laughs> but uh, it's amazing what it does. Ankles, knees, hips, even low back gets to decompress here. So it's a really, really wonderful pose. And sometimes I like to add a little more flavor by bringing the palms together. Arms go inside the legs, palms together. And then you've got this really cool mechanism to gently press the legs out away from each other. And that opens up the inner hips, thighs, and all that. (sighs) Good. Good. This is a really good time to introduce the concept of Mula Banda, which translates to root lock. Uh, I'm not big on the name lock, but I honor the Mula Banda name and it's fun to say. <laughs> so I will call it Mula Banda. And uh, the idea here is basically the, the pelvic floor muscles, the muscles that are at the, the, the floor, the interweaving of musculature. It's a little different for men and women structurally, of course, uh, due to our, our, our biological uh, variations. <laughs> but the idea is that where we, it's the same is that we both have this capacity to engage the pelvic floor mus- muscles. To, to, to sort of bring in a nice lift. So it's a flexion. You might uh, know this as a Kegel exercise. Same idea, same flexion. Uh, you know, uh, we flex this muscle unconsciously at times, say if you have to go to the bathroom, but you got to hold it, those kinds of unconscious ways. But when we consciously engage it, it's really something. It's amazing how much of a difference it makes in the flow of energy in your body. So just play with it. I don't want to tell you, oh, Mula Banda should feel like this or that. I want you to just explore it. Let it relax. 
engage it. Let it relax. Engage it. Start to get acquainted with the way it changes the energy cycle in your body. I experience it as a, as a, as a nice up, upliftment, sort of like uh, the, the hot air that feeds a hot air balloon. This is, it's like the flame. <clears throat> That's the way I experience it. It's a nice lifting sensation, and, it's a, and it really brings unity to the base of your body as opposed to, you know, it's like, it's like it unifies the two legs. <clears throat> and where there's unity, there's strength and there's power. So having been here for a little while, we're going to start to tip forward into the uh, famous pounce asana, famous to me. <laughs> um, and we're going to let the hands just slide forward to, toward the front of the mat. We want to basically, all that we're doing is taking the squat and just tipping it forward. And then you let it slide out. This becomes another heated pose. Oh, it feels so good though. And, and there's a number of variations. Look at the amount of freedom. Knees in, knees out, tailbone up, tailbone down. You know, just kind of play with it. Find your pounce asana that feels good. Good. And then we're going to pounce sasana our way forward with the right knee leading the way. Okay. So we're going to just, you can just do it in a, with a sliding motion and be kind of directly on the shin. That typically is the angle for when we're new to this pose. If you're a little bit more open to the hips, you can go more side of the leg either way. But you know, it's for me, probably if I had to pick a favorite, this posture, just some about it known as Pigeon Pose. Again, I don't know who chooses these names, <laughs> but uh, you're a pigeon, apparently, in this pose. And, and so we're going to like be supported by the hands on the sides of us like that and just focus. Our first motion is actually not forward. Our first motion is more dropping, dropping into that hip and just find out what's happening in there. Maybe even close your eyes. I remember being a kid and, and going through this phase where I really wanted to just dig into the earth and create uh, a home there. Uh, like a, uh, like instead of a tree house, an earth house, I wanted to go down into the earth and create a little, uh, a little cave, a living space. And, uh, the, the, the sort of deep attraction of going into the earth. I think of this pose in that way. You like, you want to, Going into your hips is like going into the earth. And you want to go into the earth with, with care. You know, with all these excavators and, and digging and, you know, breaking into the earth that humans do, you know, in such a, again, unilateral and even violent sort of way. We don't want to do that kind of excavation. But we want to do a very, more like archaeologists, excavating into the earth to find, to find the treasures. And every little brush is sacred. And that's the spirit we want to enter into these hips. And once you're on the hands, elbows, maybe some of you on the forehead, we're just going to tip left, tip right. Just That's when I say, um, like archaeologists, we want to just dust away what's, what's there. Use the breath. <sighs> the breath is like the wind that... That spreads away the dust and reveals the fossils of ancient life forms. Go in there. Gently. 
sinking in deeper and deeper and deeper into the earth. our way out just as sacred, backing away, help with the arms, good, oh, so nice, so nice, I'm gonna make those arms just like they were in pyramid, you know, nice stable pillars, and then that back leg starts to take on some supporting roles so that we can very lovingly and carefully draw that weight off of the, the front leg, um, again, I'm getting used to the, not only the teaching on the mat again, but the camera orientation. So if I say right when I mean left, left when I mean right, I'll get better at that. <laughs> Thanks for, <laughs> for uh, working with me there. All right, and from the pyramid, drop into that pounsasana for a moment, kick up a little bit of heat, a little bit of juice, maybe engage that mula banda we were talking about a while back. Good, let some of that energy get generated in the body because we're going we're gonna to utilize that to help melt down the tissues of the hip as we slide that other leg forward. And I think I said right the first time, so left leg forward, sliding onto the shin or side of the leg. Before we go forward, we're just dropping down. Ah, good. The missing vertical and all of our hurrying and scurrying and frantic... Seeking and getting there, the vertical goes away, that vertical depth <sighs> that is allowed to reemerge in our awareness when we remember to just pause and feel it. After a few moments sinking in, then we allow our weight, the weight of our torso, to over time, drape itself upon the leg, elbows, forehead, however you go down. And again, the deep earth excavation. Hmm, good. The humans seem to be able to diminish the earth in, their, in our minds to just stuff. When we say matter, we use the word matter we don't realize it's kind, of, it's kind of an insult. It's kind of a slur. If you think about it, what are we saying when we say matter? We're saying dead stuff. Dead stuff, which means what? I can do whatever I want to it. It doesn't feel anything. I can, well, hey, your body, if you follow your own logic, your body's matter. Are you treating your body like dead stuff? So we really got to be aware of these deeply held assumptions about things. And we've got to, if we're going to do yoga, we've got to really undo a lot of We've got to call out and denormalize the assumptions that we've made about the, the reality we're living in. The earth is alive. This, the, 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 the dirt of the earth, the, the, the rocks, everything. Is, if we, if we change, shift our lens, if we dare to shift our lens to see the, the living matter as living, not in the way, of course, that like, a, like a, an organism, a creature is living, of course, but, but that doesn't mean it's dead stuff that we can abuse. 
And and so, you know, when we really treat the earth as sacred, that, that's going to transfer also to our bodies. Our bodies are sacred. Your body is not stuff. It's not made up of stuff. <laughs> it never was. <clears throat> Humans just have a, a, an incredible knack for for arrogating things on our terms uh, and assuming that, that the way we see is the way things are. And to dare to start to question that is how we become truly mature and responsible humans, yogis. Mm. Just food for thought. Hopefully you've been lovingly excavating and breathing as I've been speaking. So we've been excavating the consciousness and the mind. Hmm. So we should be ready now at this time to gently back away, always honoring, always. You don't just leave the temple flippantly, right? You don't leave a pose flippantly. You don't turn your back on the temple, you back out. And we're going to just gently drop into that hip that is the hip of the leading leg. Okay, so for me, right leg. For you, maybe left leg. And once you've got that freedom to swing the back leg around, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to swing that leg around, bring the soles of the feet together into their own version of prayer. Prayer feet. <laughs> we've got prayer hands. Why not prayer feet? Something happens when we, when we connect the palms. Well, same thing with the soles of the feet. Something happens. A circuit is, is connected. Something, there's something in the exchange there. So that's already special. But then, of course, because the feet are together, the legs out like this, we're going to start to open up areas of the inner hips and groin area. Some people are just really open in this way and their legs flop to the ground. You never have to force that. That's not the idea. That's not the goal. The, you know, like for me, I do my, my bike riding, my running and all that stuff. It's not appropriate for my legs to be that that open in that way for my lifestyle. And, uh, and so, so just really honor where your legs are at. This is not about a flexibility thing. This is much more about a feeling into the, the profound depths of the groin, what we call the groin or groin muscle or groin area. The word does not do it justice. It is such a beautiful, wonderful, intimate place to get in touch with. And I invite you to do so now. <sighs> There's nothing more to do but this just to sit here and draw your mind into the pelvis, hips, and let it breathe. If you tip forward a little bit, you're going to feel an increase in that. Ah, feels really nice. If you round into it, it's going to go into the back. Feels really nice. Lots of options. Sometimes I even find myself using the hands as support and lifting off the ground. You get some really cool angles by trying this approach. Just some ideas. But the idea it's, is that it's not the pose that we're after. It's the area that we're attempting to infiltrate and connect with. <clears throat> so whichever angle, whatever angle allows you to do that in the most loving, unintrusive way, that's what we're going for. <sighs> we're going to be wrapping up here shortly. Thank you so much for uh, slowing down with me today. It's so essential. Now we're going to gently keep the same leg formation, but gently lay down. 
and lay ourselves down. Lie down, lay ourselves down. I always get those two words mixed up. <laughs> and we're going to come to the back. And this is just such a beautiful pose because of its, it lends itself to just really being able to surrender and let go. So here we are. We don't have to uphold our body weight at all. The earth has got us. But meanwhile, there's this very, very pronounced uh, area of focus and opening in these inner hips. So what I want to invite you to do is to just whatever sensation is surfacing without you doing anything is, is what I want you to just breathe with and, and embrace. And you're not trying to you're not trying to do anything to it. You're not trying to change it. You just your whole focus is to receive the sensation. And in that, if you find all of a sudden your knees relax a little further down, your legs open up a little bit more, that's great. That's fine. Wonderful. But it, even if that doesn't happen, there's still so much that is going on. And I just want you to feel that for a few moments, a few deep breaths. And the knees, we know that the knees will eventually come together. Knowing that, take your time. Take as much time as you like. Just gently, slowly. I like, to doing the, I like doing this one extra slow and really feeling all of the like subtle bumps and shakes and whatever else surfaces along the way. It's really an interesting journey, and it can also serve to, to uh, release, I think, stored energies or traumas in the body connected to the psoas, the deep abdominal muscles. So if you get any tremors and shakes along the way, celebrate that. It's a good sign. Oh, the feet will flatten. The legs will unite. And then we draw the legs in. And we wrap the arms around Oh, we give ourselves the best hug. The, the hug that we always want to get from someone. <laughs> give that to yourself. <sighs> I mean it, really. Don't just hold your legs with your arms. That's, that's drab. That's dry. Hug yourself. Really get the heart in there. Love yourself. Embrace yourself. Good. Good. And we're going to... Free one of the legs, whichever one feels like it wants to go. Let that one go and keep the other one in. We're going to have a brief moment that feels like a, like a pigeon pose turned on its back. So you're facing the sky instead of the floor. And then we're going to introduce our first twist today, ironically, will be our last pose. And we're just basically drawing that leg that is the upper leg across the body with the help of the opposite hand. And, and, I really, again, invite you to do this slowly. Going into a twist is really best done slow because the tissues have time to adjust as you go. Otherwise, they may recoil in protection. So you want to really just splay yourself into a wonderful twist and let your body contort in whatever way feels like it's letting the energy release in all directions. Just going right into the spine and disperse any 
extra tensions, anxieties, worries. <sighs> Let it all go, guys. Ah, good. And lovingly hit yourself with one more deep breath on this side. Let out a sound for me. Ah, good. And then we're going to come gently back to the center. Let that leg go straight and draw the other one in. Oh, man. It's funny. When I slow down like this with you, I feel like at the end, when we have to wrap up because of time, like we could just get going right now. <laughs> and and uh, that, that was just the warm-up. But next time, uh, we'll pick it up next time. Saturdays, let's go into that twist when you're ready. Saturdays at the same time, 9.30, we're going to... We're going to build from this, and, and uh, I like Saturdays to be just a little bit more, a little bit more movement, a little bit more heat, perhaps a little more sweat kind of energy. I want our Wednesdays to be really gentle and really sweet. Good. Enjoying the last couple of breaths on this side of the twist. <laughs> It's just like when I used to teach in person at the studio. I just can't seem to contain it within that hour and a half. So we're just going to go about five minutes over. I hope that's okay. Um, we want to get this, this precious time at the end of, of just resting on the back. The Shavasana, which translates to corpse pose. Um, try not to take that in its literal sense. Corpse implying completely relaxed, completely surrendered, completely let go, but full of life. I want you to just melt into the earth. Remember that even if you're inside, you're outside. <laughs> Ain't no ceiling or walls going to stop you from tuning into the heavens, tuning into the cosmos all around us. I mean, really, it's not, it's not a fantasy. We are literally <laughs> on this planet hurling through space, which, relatively speaking, is a tiny, 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 tiny little speck. And an unfathomably vast, infinite web of sacred, sacred matter, stars and planets and gases, light and rays and waves, and so much more than we can detect with our senses. In the infinite spectrum of light, and consciousness. And here we are. Getting to experience this 
seemingly impossible dichotomy of consciousness and matter as one. I don't think that we have the experience of mundaneness, which is to say blasé, everyday life, because life is in fact blasé. It's because I honestly think on some level we're deeply intimidated by waking up to just how awesome this reality we're in is. It's too much, too scary, too intense, too alive. So we numb ourselves out to it as a sort of protection mechanism. Imagine beginning to allow yourself to open up right now to the awesomeness of this reality and stop resorting to the, to the prejudice of the world is dead stuff. Reality is just a bunch of dead stuff colliding. That's just an escape mechanism. It's too much responsibility to recognize the aliveness of it all. So we project deadness. And that's a form of violence. We do it not only to the earth, and to stuff and to matter, but we do it to each other. We do it to, the, to nature. We do it to the creatures. We do it to ourselves. And worse yet, we coerce this sacred science and art of yoga to serve our agenda rather than to desensitize us. Yoga is meant to resensitize us. That's the yoga we're practicing, to resensitize to the aliveness. Don't use yoga. Let yoga... Use us, open us. It's a higher kind of use. It's not objectifying. Don't objectify yoga. That's the spirit of this Unam Yoga that I bring you. In that spirit, let's emerge as new beings, refreshed purified, resensitized, enlivened, yet relaxed, calm, serene, ready to do whatever it is that we thought we had to do, <laughs> but from a much, much more relaxed and trusting place. We can do everything we need to do in the same kind of blissful flow of nature. So I invite you to continue in, in, this, in this way that we've been practicing for the last hour and a half. Please continue. Thank you so much if you're still with me for joining. Hmm. Hope to see you for the next flow. We're going to turn up the heat. Lots of love, guys. Namaste.